0: i'm so glad you decided to join us today this is the words for life podcast where we have discussions designed to positively impact your life and i'm your host terence farrell aka t farrell now if you was with us last week we had dr sean thomas the topic was never give up and i ended off saying we was going to do never give up part two because there was another another testimony um that i wanted him to share but it was it was getting too good it was getting too good too long and so i wanted to i wanted to chop it up so in case you missed last week or you don't know who sean thomas is i'm gonna read uh, a little bit i'm gonna read some highlights from the bio i'm not even gonna go through the whole bio so He's actually my business partner, the CEO of Be More Today. He has a doctorate in physical therapy from Downstate Medical Center. He's an elder at my church, Kingsborough Temple. He's the author of Be More Today, a 40-day guide to a better version of you. He's a husband. He's a father. Um, the dude finished marathons. He's, he's just, he's he's. As a matter of fact, he has a podcast called the Be More Today Show that he hosts. And in listening to that, I realized that ever since through high school and college, he's always been a leader. He's been a leader of whatever team. He's just so he's that guy. He's he's the guy that pushes you to the next level. I'm so happy to have my business partner on again. Dr. Sean Thomas. How you doing, bro?
1: Terrence, I'm great, man. I'm glad to be here again. I feel special.
0: (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Now, anybody that's that's watching this on, well, you know what? I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna say that. If you're watching it on YouTube, you got a little bit more privy. You you see what's going on here. So I'm not gonna give that up. I'm not gonna give that up to everybody who's not watching YouTube. If you want to know, go to um, the YouTube channel uh, Words for Life. We have our own separate YouTube channel. Um but man it's good to have you here again man it's good to have you here. Yes sir good to be here. <laughs> so as as we left off last week, well yeah, the episode that came out last week, we talked about um the injury that you had and how you pushed through that and how God brought you through that. And that was a testimony that I don't know I've always heard pieces of it but I never knew as much as you shared uh in last week's episode. Now there's another part of your, your life, a testimony that I was, I knew you during this part. And I think you were already a physical therapist, but you were going to move to the next level. And there was a test, a, a physical therapist. I don't even know what the exam was, but I know it was a major trial to get through this part. Um, and I wanted you to, first you can you tell us what the test was and let us know a little bit about uh, the bump in the road that you hit or the wall that you hit.
1: Sure. So, you know, we talked last week about my my knee injuries. Uh, I had two knee surgeries, both meniscus tears, same knee, uh, 2002 and 1999. And um, as a result of looking at myself in therapy and seeing therapy, I became a physical therapist. I always wanted to go to medical school. That was my My go-to for the longest time. Um, I took all these tests, took the MCAT, uh, did Kaplan, all this stuff. I didn't really do it as diligently as I probably should have, but I I did it because I was supposed to be pre-med. I was focused on it from the jump. And I realized that in applying, uh, I was not going to be as competitive as I should have been. Uh, My GPA wasn't as high as it should have been. My MCAT score wasn't where it needed to be. And even the advisor at school was like, mm, I don't know if you should be applying to, to medical school. You're not ready for this thing yet. But I applied. Mm-hmm. and I did not get in. And um, as a result, I, I graduated from Brown in 2003. And I worked for four years at Mount Sinai Hospital for this HIV uh, treatment and education program at uh, Mount Sinai Hospital for uh, education uh, East Harlem kids. So kids who were infected or affected with HIV. And I loved it. It was my way of trying to see if I wanted to be in the healthcare field still or not. And um, I, I lived in the city at the time. I learned a lot from the hospital experience. And while there, I recognized that I didn't really see myself joining the medical field as a physician. I, I, I wanted something that was going to be in the healthcare field, but not, not in that specific area. And for whatever reason, I started shadowing um, physical therapists because they were also in our same building and I was reminded of my experience in physical therapy, having gone through my own two knee surgeries, having gone to PT myself and I say, well let me look into it and that year, which was 2005 was the first year that the programs were starting to become doctoral programs. They' were all master's programs before. so they were starting to become doctorate programs and I always wanted to have my doctorate. That was always my goal. I wanted to be a doctor of something. Um, I even looked into psychology programs. I majored in psychology and the Psy-D programs and the PAC programs. And I actually, you know, truth be told, I applied to Howard for their CID program, did not get in. And, um, you know, it's, it's interesting to, we always talk about how do you know when God's telling you no and when he's telling you wait? because sometimes it can feel very, very similar, mm-hmm. uh, but they are very, very different. Uh, I got a lot of no's, <laughs> like nah, it was more like nah, <laughs> you know, and um, but I kept pushing to just to see where, where I was going to, to fit in, and um, I recognized that I, I needed hours to volunteer first to apply for physical therapy, and all the classes I had taken already for pre-med counted towards the prerequisites for the program. So I said, okay, let me do some volunteering hours. Let me see what's going on. And I, as I, I watched the PTs doing their work. I said, you know what? I can do this. In fact, I actually like what they're doing. I like seeing what they're doing. And as someone who went to therapy myself, I know what it takes to, to go through therapy, the, the feelings on one end. And now seeing the other hand, I said, this is a nice impression I can get, get into. So I applied. Uh, I applied to two schools, NYU and Hunter. I got into NYU. And this is all about never giving up, right? I got into NYU and I was happy. Uh, I told my job, I was going to grad school. They said, great, congratulations. They had a going away party for me, gave me a coach bag, all this other stuff. And uh, I was hyped. I went to school for orientation at NYU. Orientation was in uh, May and classes started in June. So I met all my professors. I met all my classmates. There was a one day orientation. I sat down in class and I remember as we were leaving, uh, we had a break for lunch. So before the lunch break, I got called into the back by the program director, the chair. And I was in the room with her and someone from the bursar's office. And they said that they're great to have me and they're happy to have me. Um, but there was a class on my, uh, transcript that was not going to count for one of the prerequisites for the program and that I had to take another class before the program began in order to start the program. Now the program began in June, which is the next month. Mm. So I'm not sure what class they were expecting me to take in two weeks that was going to count for this one thing. And the, the weird thing was I, I talked to them about this before I called them months in advance about the class I was taking and they said it was fine, but it, it Apparently it was not the class that they were going to count for their, their pre-rec. I got upset. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I, I was frustrated. I, I was angry because I had just seen, I was waiting for the longest time to figure out my niche, to figure out where was, my path was supposed to be. And I finally found this thing I like doing. And it seemed like a no. Mm-hmm. I was so close. So I said, it can't be a no. It has, just, it has to be a wait. Because I was, I was, I'm in the class. I'm with the people. I'm here. Like, what, what's going on? So I walked out, I went back to my job, I told them what happened, and they brought me back with open arms for one more year, and I I applied again to the class I had to take. And I applied again to Hunter and to Downstate, SUNY Downstate, and I got into Downstate. And I went to Downstate uh, for the first year, and now I'm happy because it's 2007, I'm in this class, I finally feel like I'm where I need to be. Uh, Classes are going well, and at the time, you know i'm still doing athletic things so i'm dancing professionally i'm still doing races I'm, still, I'm doing spartan races what have you and i found myself getting comfortable because i had finally figured out where i was supposed to be after four years of trying to figure it out i found myself taking my foot off the pedal and uh i had to take a test called pathology um and i failed that test it's a one credit class think about the, the easiest class that you could have in any kind of class right high school college what have you slides on, on the screen all you have to do is basically look at the slides look at the page and, and, and answer the questions and i took this class called pathology and i failed this thing i got like a 72 passing was supposed to be a 77 for the first year and i took it again and it's supposed to be a cumulative grade like to combine both scores from your test and those scores don't pass then you take a retake. And I failed. I got a 78. But that wasn't enough cumulatively to pass that class. Mm-hmm. So in order to pass that class, your last time, you have to do an oral retake. Where you basically have to sit there and they give you questions. They put you on the, on the spot and you just got to answer the question. And the questions, if you ask those questions to me today, I could probably answer them in my sleep. But Terrence, there was a point in my life where I was very, um, <sighs> I thought it was all that, dude. Like, I, I just thought that I had gotten to a place where I could take my foot off the pedal. I could just go off of my talent. I can just go off of mm-hmm. God's grace and God's mercies towards me mm-hmm. and that he was going to bring me through this thing because I had already gone through so many battles with knee surgery and grad school issues and what have you. I thought that I was at a place where, you know what? God's got me. We pray for these things, right? God's got your back. He'll take care of all this stuff. But yeah, we gotta put the work in because faith without works is dead. And I was not putting in the work, I was just relying on the faith. Mm-hmm. And God said, okay, cool. You wanna play games? Not a problem. I walked into that, that test and I sat down, and asked me the first question, and I went blank. Oh, like, wow. I don't even, I don't even know what I said nothing. Uh, and he asked me another question, and I I had I had no words. They were asking me things that I I knew. Um, but I, 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 there was no processing that was happening in my mind. I could not process what was going on and I failed. I failed mm-hmm. that test. Now when you're in grad school, if you fail a test, you have to take an entire year off because that means that you have to take that one class again, the following year. Because it's only offered one time per year. Mm-hmm. So that changed everything. I had to find a job. I had to find ways to pay for the year I was going to be away from school. Um, and I did all that, and I came back the next year super focused. Um, my wife helped me to to, to 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 well, my fiance at the time we were engaged, but um, I, I I not I got focused like I had to get focused because I said that this is what God wants you to do, and it wasn't a, it wasn't a no for me. It never felt like a no because I prayed about this thing, and I remember being in one test praying because grad school was hard. I said, God, if you want me to get through this thing let me get to that, at least this test. Cause if I can't pass this test, how am I going to pass the rest of this program? It's the first year, like a physiology class. And I passed that thing. And I, and I said to myself, okay, God is showing me that I can get through this. He wants to get me through this. I have to just be more diligent in terms of my works. Cause my faith has never been the issue. Mm-hmm. And ever since then I put more work into it and I ended up graduating downstate with again, all kinds of awards, right? The research award, Mm-hmm. which is basically the premise of the book. Um, I, I won a leadership award because I was still doing church stuff. I was more back ingrained in church and, and helping young people, et cetera. And I'm still playing basketball. Don't judge me. But I um, <laughs> won a basketball championship that year. <laughs> so um, all this stuff, right? So 2011 comes. We, we, I'm done with, with grad school. I'm super excited. I get hired at the first job that I did my last internship at. So I, I basically graduated on a Friday graduation was on a Friday or it was like on Sunday, but I graduated on a Friday and I started working that Monday. There was no break between graduating school and mm-hmm. work. I just went to it. And the board exam I took was, um, the board exam I took was supposed to be in September. And we got married in September. So for some reason, cause I think I can do everything. <laughs> I said, yeah, we can get married the same year I'm taking my board exam. Yeah. Not even the same year, the same month. Not even the same month, the same week. Wow. We got Labor Day weekend.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: took my board exam the Wednesday
0: mm-hmm.
1: after our our wedding, and then we went to Italy after that. So we're in Italy,
0: and. So wait, let me let me pause you for a second there, because there's something. No, there, there's there's something here that even I've struggled with, and I, uh-huh. I've God had to smack me in the head with also. When you get good at certain things and yeah. you're used to always winning, you start taking a lot of stuff for granted. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah, I could do Yeah, I don't have to prep for that. I could just come in because I always, it always happens. And when he backs up from you and goes, oh, okay, you, you want to do it, go ahead. And the wall hits you, it's a, uh, I- explain that feeling because, you're a person that's used to winning. You're a person that's used to coming out on top. Um, what is that feeling like when they go, no, nah, sorry, you, you you failed or you didn't, you didn't make it?
1: Oh. Yeah, I mean, it's literally people always talking about the spirit of God leaving someone, right? Or God's presence leaving someone. I felt that when I was in that test, taking the oral exam. I felt that no, I felt like I was alone. I felt like I it was the weirdest feeling. I felt like I had no power over anything. And that literally the, the easiest things that I should have known off the top of my head did not come to mind. Um, I felt lonely. I felt alone. I felt not even abandoned. Cause it was my fault. You know what I mean? Like it wasn't like I was always oh, yeah. leaving me. I just felt like I was, it was empty. And to, to, to fail that way uh, was, was crazy. And then to fail as I was going to talk to you about my exam I did fail that first exam.
0: Oh man, yeah, go ahead. Tell, I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah, pick no, up no, it's, After it's Italy. After, yeah. It's the same thing. It's the yeah. same thing.
1: I felt that same feeling. We were in Italy. I looked at my exam and I was devastated. And I didn't even tell my wife, my new wife, right? We just got married. Right. Uh we we just had our first fight because we tried to <laughs> we tried to um make a phone call from this payphone, but the pay phone was in Italian. We didn't know how to work it. So all this stuff. So just like a, I like go a bad, like first couple of days. And then I open this thing and I, I get the thing. And just all it says is fail. It doesn't tell you what score you got, just failed. And I felt exactly the same way I felt during that test. Mm. Like, wow, okay, where did I go wrong? What did I do wrong? Um, and like you said, someone who's, I'm, I was so used to winning, 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 winning. Mm-hmm. When that started happening, this failing, it's a weird, it's a weird thing. And I got, again, I got very defensive. I got defensive of saying, oh, it, can't, it couldn't have been me. So maybe it was, maybe because I was tired from the wedding. Oh, I was probably tired from this. And, you know, the questions, all the questions, you know, they asked some funny questions. I'm, I'm sitting there, I'm, not, I'm just <laughs> rationalizing all the things that would have been the reason why I didn't do well. When in actuality, I just didn't prepare well enough because I tried to rush everything. And I, I banked on my talent, my smartness, my whatever to get me through this test. These tests for all of these programs, right? Graduate school for nursing or what have you, they're not, you can just go in there and figure them out tests. They're tests that you have to know the answer to because it's the best answer that is the right answer. It's not like, oh, this is also right. And that's also right. No, no, no. What's the best answer? Because this is better than that for a reason. And when you bake on talent, you can kind of fudge your way through those things. Mm. But you can't fudge your way through this stuff because you have to know it inside and out. You have to know why that's right, why this is wrong, why this is wrong, why that's wrong. And if you don't know that, you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn that. Um, so it felt horrible. It felt, it felt so bad the first time, but it felt even worse as it continued to happen. Now, just to make the long story short, I, for, the, for four years straight, I took this exam three times a year for four years straight, and failing, failing for four years, failing, 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 failing. I can count to eleven, but it's a lot. Of- <laughs> um, and then the same, and this is, I guess, why these two podcasts are going to be together. Is that, that same feeling of, yo, can you do this? Are Are you sure you want to do this? Are you sure that you can get through this thing? The same feeling that I felt about trying to come back on the track was the same feeling I felt about this exam. I had put so much hard work and effort into it and had seen that I wanted to get this thing done from the jump. It was always my goal, always my drive. And now I'm at a place where I don't know if I can do this. I, I know I can do it, right? But it feels like, I don't know if I can do this. Mm-hmm. And other people are saying, you know, maybe my, even my parents, maybe we should find some other career. Maybe you could do something else. There are tons of other jobs out there, other professors you can get into. And... I'm fixated on getting this thing. So I had to really humble myself. Um, I had to humble myself and look at myself and say, first of all, stop being defensive because that's only going to make things worse. Uh, Secondly, you can't continue to hide it from people. Cause there were times where I was saying, Oh yeah, I failed it by a point, failed it by two points or you know, I, I would, when I had to go take it, oh, where are you going? Oh, I'm just going down here to do something for this this class I'm taking. No, I'm going to take my board exam again for the 10th time, for the 11th time, you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, you probably saw me because you knew me then. We were in right. prayer meeting probably talking about mm-hmm. passing this thing and I would give multiple testimonies at church talking about trying to pass this thing and it became a a, a real serious issue. I mean, something that could really break up a marriage, right? We just got married. It's like, we are expecting this to be a part of our natural future. And now I'm on the cusp of saying, maybe I have to do something else. So the test I did take back to your original question, um, cause I was always a physical therapist. Mm-hmm. But I wasn't licensed, mm. but you can be licensed to at least practice in the state of New York with a license that's called a physical therapy assistant license, which is basically a license you would take just to treat in the state of New York. I took that test and I passed that test because it's an easier test to take. But I was practicing basically as a physical therapist. I was a physical therapist, but I was licensed as a PTA or an assistant. And to me, that felt like this is not what God had intended because God wants us to be the head, not the tail. And I felt like I was not living up to everything that God had wanted me to be, everything that I had prayed about. I prayed about this profession I was going to love and it it was going to be... Uh, invigorating and it would be inspired to help other people, but I was not living in that. And every day I would walk walk into work, I would feel like I was not where I wanted to be. Like I was somewhat of a failure. I never shared that to anybody. I never shared that with anybody because you would never see that in how I interacted with people. But I always felt like, oh, I'm not where I want to be. And I, I can't stop until I get there. I cannot give up until I'm there. So I was never happy in terms of what I was doing. I was doing it, but until this thing was off my back, until I could really relax, I was never, re- I was never comfortable mm-hmm. um, because I was never at a place where I could say that it was done. And finally, in 2015, I took a couple of different um, classes to help uh, focus on test taking and test taking skills and what have you. And I went to this test for what was the last time I realized that, that as I found out later, I only had one more time to take this test mm-hmm. They put a limit on the number of times you can take the test after a certain year. And for me, this was the last time we had just had my daughter Sonali. She was literally March and May, June. She was four months old, three months old. Wow. And the pressure was just so much more intense now because now I'm not just living for my wife I'm living for my wife and my daughter. Mm-hmm. And basically the difference between what I was doing then and what I was doing once I had passed would be the, maybe additional $30,000, $40,000.
0: So
1: I knew it was going to be a big thing for us once I passed it. I always knew that. Um, And I don't know if everyone else knew that, but I always knew that once I get there, we'll be okay. And I took this test for the last time, and it didn't feel any different. The question didn't seem any different you always walk out of there like a car accident happened. Like you don't know what happened at all. You know, like, what was number five. And you know, you seem like you just walking into a car accident, you walk out of there, like I don't know what happened at all. Um, and I walked out of there confident saying that, you know what, God, you got me through that test I took in grad school where I said, if you want me to do this, you'll get me through it. You got me into the school. Even when the school said I wasn't going to be able to go. Cause that class I took, that wasn't going to be acceptable. You got me through my retake. You got me through grad school. You got me through my injuries when I was hurt on the field. You got me through all these other things that you've shown me. I can do these things that I didn't give up on any of those things. You didn't give up on me. So I know you can do this. And I remember playing a song that day um, called Destiny. Uh, and the words of the song go, waiting on the, side of, waiting on the other side of temptation, waiting on the other side of this test is everything you, you promised you, everything you prayed for right? On the other side of this test, Mm -hmm. you're going to get everything that you were looking forward to. And Terrence, seven days after I took that test, I got my results. When I found out that I passed, I screamed. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it was like three o'clock in the morning. I screamed so loud. woke up my daughter, I woke up my wife, and we got on our knees, and we just prayed and said, thank God. Mm -hmm. Thank God for grace. Mm -hmm. Because the only difference between taking the test for the 12th time and the first time for me, besides like, yes, all the work that I did to
0: mm-hmm. get
1: there and the foundational stuff. But the same way I beat that guy by half an inch or an inch,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I beat this test by whatever. That's grace.
0: I that's mean, grace. and, and to hear you say the story and it, it's, I I understand it because I was, I was, I was a part of your life. Like I, I knew you at that time, but to hear you go through it, yeah, okay, by the third test, it's like, okay, God, here we go. All right, i I've studied more than the first test or the second test. So, okay, how about the fourth and the fifth and the, the sixth? By the seventh time, it's like, okay, we the year of completion, seven is the number of... Com- it's like, okay, you know what? Maybe not. And And I share a similar story, but the outcome is different, whereas... I have a little bit of competition in me. I don't think to your extent, but I was in a class of engineering, electrical engineering. And it was like, don't take this teacher. Nobody passes this teacher. Like he's really tough. Only a, a, only 10% pass. And I'm like, I'm gonna take it. Uh, And I took it the first time and I wasn't serious and I failed. And I'm like, Oh no, I'm taking it again. Oh, I'm taking that same guy. I found him, took him again. I'm studying. And I failed again. Mm. I took it a third time. And I started going through, and it just wasn't going well. And I backed out. I canceled the class. I never got my degree in engineering. And I just like, up, oh, okay, never mind. So to hear somebody say, yeah, 11 times I failed, and I went back for the 12th one, still trusting God. Like, after you trusted God for the first 10, it's like, okay, most people will go, "I right, maybe, maybe I got my signals crossed. Maybe I thought God was saying this, and he wasn't. Right. What was it that and that this is where the foundation of this whole podcast never give up. What was it that let you say, you know what? No, I failed it ten times, but I'm going back again for eleven, and then you failed it the eleventh. You know what? What was that? Or can you even explain where that comes from?
1: All I all I say is you know looking back on it because I don't know if I could do that ever again. I mean, <laughs> it was it was it was traumatizing. Um, I don't remember all the failures. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I, I clearly went through them. Uh, and it was five, about five years ago that this actually happened. It hasn't been that long, right? right. Um, so I remember going through it. I remember all the struggles, but the actual fears themselves, like, like, like feeling like, oh, this happened again. I, I don't feel that stuff anymore. At the time, I clearly did. But I know that for me, what it was, it was just remembering everything that I had gone through and remembering that God had gotten me through so many things in the beginning, the foundation, even when I was 13, right? This, the same thing we talked about when I was 13 years old, recognizing that God is awesome, mm-hmm. that God has a plan for our lives. Um, and that God will reward those who are faithful and just right to him. I I, I know all those things. So I truly believe that, with God, all things are possible. I think a lot of us believe that, mm-hmm. but to really act on it is different. And I think the big thing that sets some people aside from others when it comes to the Christian walk is that, yeah, we're all going to have temptations. We're all going to have trials. We're all going to have things that throw thrown in our face that God says, no, and God says, wait. Um, but to remember where we came from, to remember the thing that he has done for us, to remember the things that, he has continued to, to show us. Again, it was those two times. The one time where he showed me in that class that, and I would have, did, I would have taken it. If he had said, you know what? Yeah, I don't want you to be here. I would have filled that class and it would have been done. I would have gone on to something else. I would have succeeded to that and said, you know what? Got it. I'll find something else to do. But because I believe that he was actually talking to me that day, saying that, you know what? When you pass this, let this be a lesson to you and a reminder to you, repetitious reminder to you, that this is the trial or a road that you're going to be going through to get to where you have to be. Mm-hmm. I didn't forget that, right? So there was no doubt in my mind that I was going to pass. I used to sit in the wind. And I'm always reminding myself about the, the Jericho walk, right? Mm-hmm. When they weren't marching around to the Jericho. They don't know what's going on. They're just doing it. I didn't know what was going on. I was just doing it. And to put 400... And fifty or five hundred dollars out for every single test. I didn't question it. I didn't question it, saying, "Oh, is this going to be the right thing to do?" No, I just said, "Okay, well, I got to find money somewhere to pay for this next test." And I did it because I have faith that all things are possible, and with God, all things are possible. I, I just believe it. You, you can't tell me it's not true, and He's never let me down, um, even when I thought that doing that bad on the MCAT was a fail. It wasn't a fail. That was a no. You're not supposed to be doing it in medical school. That's not what I want you to do. When the psychology thing didn't go through, it wasn't a fail. That's a no. I don't want you doing psychology. You can use those principles. Everything you learn in terms of psychology, you can apply to this thing, right? And you're going to do that. But I never saw it as a, that's a fail. No, no, no. Those are all just roadblocks to make sure that you're going down the right direction. And, you know, I, I just think if we... Continue to remember the things that God has done for us because we so often forget mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. until the next thing happens and we're like, Yay, thank you so much. And then we, you know, <laughs> <Right. laughs> never to our regular selves. Um, we just continue to remember the great things He's done for us. There's so many ways, there's so many things that He said, Look, I got you. I got you. Just have faith in me and I got you. And um, yeah, I, there, there's no way that you can't tell me that we serve an awesome God who can do all things. Yeah, This whole make away at a no way thing, this was a no way.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I think, I think one of the keys that I pulled away and I, I want the audience to hear on this is the fact that you knew or you believed with everything in you, God had you on this path. Because you said there was other paths where, you know, you were going down uh, the psychology and it's like, God's like, nah, that's not where I want you to be. It's like, okay, I won't keep taking those tests. I won't keep trying that. But once you believe that God has spoke to you and said, yeah. PT, that's for you. And then something comes up. You see it as, OK, I got to get through that because God already told me that I'm going to get on the other side of this. It's just like you said, a matter of when. And I think that's so key. And it comes down to for me, it comes down to relationship because you got to know between your walk with you and God that he did say that because sometimes you go, OK, God, did you really say that? And, and I always, you know, I, I think about Gideon. It's OK to ask for another sign like, You know what? If you still want me to do that, let me know again. And, you know, just just so it's not I know it's not me saying I want to do it. And it's you saying, no, I got that for you. Yeah. And so I just think that's that's just a testament to who you are. And I just I thank you for for being on the podcast, sharing that, because it's another thing. uh, The other angle I wanted to hit was um, he let you go through that because he knew that you could make it through and you would see it and believe him till the end so that you would have the testimony to share and encourage somebody else.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, there, yeah. There's no, there's no, there's no physical therapist without my knee surgery. Yeah. There's, there's yeah. no, there might not be, be more today without my knee surgery. Yeah, <laughs>
0: absolutely right.
1: so, I'm not saying that you wouldn't do your own thing because you've done your own thing for years, but us being together might not even be a thing unless there was knee surgery, unless there was failure for the test, unless there were all these things that that I had to go through and you've gone through your own things as well. So, you know, I I think God does have a plan for our lives and connecting the dots. You know, when we we get to heaven, we can ask him all kinds of questions clearly, but (laughs) it's cool seeing the dots connected. And for me, like you said, listening to his voice seeing how he connected the physical therapy stuff to the, me being a therapist, to doing the stuff with you. It just all seemed like it was orchestrated. And I couldn't have orchestrated it any better than he has.
0: What a powerful testimony. Thanks again, Sean. Uh, if you don't have his book, you need to get the book. Be More Today, a 40-day guide to a better version of you. If you're checking this out on YouTube, this is what the book looks like. Uh, let's hold it up like that. Bam. That's what the book looks like. Get it? Uh, you can go to BeMoreToday.com. The book is available there. Uh, Also, check out everything else we're doing. We got a a fitness group through Strava. Um, We've got a water bottle, uh, compliments of BVOM, Better Version of Myself is actually the company. But since I wrote the song, uh, Better Version of Me, that's what we like to say, Better Version of Me. But that's also on our site. Uh, We got a, a, a lot of good information there. There's a Words for Life page there as well. And subscribe to the podcast, wherever you're listening, whether it's Apple Music, whether it's Spotify, if you're on YouTube, subscribe to our Words for Life YouTube channel. Also subscribe to the Be More Today channel. We got a lot of good information uh, and you just want to be privy to all of it. Again, I thank you. Words for Life podcast comes out every Wednesday. So until next Wednesday, do everything you can to be more starting today.